welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 63rd episode, where we get a chance to talk to Rob Yance. Coach Yance is the current assistant coach at Greenbrier Christian Academy, where they had just won the Division II state championship in Virginia. Prior to losing their season last year due to COVID, in 2019, they lost in state final, which was Coach Johnson's first season with them. And the season before that, they were under 500. So since they've come on, they've had a lot of success. And um, through the historically, and like Coach talks about in the in our talk, is traditionally they are been very successful. Um, so, but in the past three years, they've really uh, turned it on, and, and Rob brought some great success there. Coach Yance has also been a longtime coach with the Canes Baseball, the national known organization in travel baseball, and uh, has coached all levels with them. And uh, as of right now, he's coaching the 14U national team uh, as they're hitting an infield coach, which is and also what he does with Greenbrier. Uh, he's coached at every level, been the former scouting director for the organization, was also an associate scout with the Philadelphia Phillies, and has created Coastal Virginia Baseball. Coach Yance uh, played at the Naval Academy, played at Old Dominion, been in the game for a while. We joke about he's had a lot of experience, uh, but it's great experience, and he's learned a lot and and uh, learned some valuable lessons, and he's changed for the better and continues to get better. And like he talks about, he's a continual, continuous learner, always striving to push himself, and been really fortunate that we got together this year, came to my life, and uh, it was very positive. And uh, we spent some good time together, and uh, and enjoy always enjoying conversation. So, and I think you'll 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 hear that in this. And Rob's a great guy to talk to, and continues to learn, and and uh, is just a dude. So again, I appreciate him, and appreciate uh, the time he took out for for tonight. And uh, hope you enjoy this conversation. So, here he is, Coach Rob. Well, it was a fun, it, 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 it turns out it's kind of a funny story. Like when I first asked him, he was uh, the head coach. He was like, uh, we can try the fall and see <laughs> what that's like. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to coach my nephews. I, I'm, I'm not interested in that. Like my one nephew is a catcher. Uh, my other nephew who's, who's graduating next year is a catcher. So they weren't in my, they weren't in my, I just said, I just want middle infielder or infielders and, uh, and possibly, you know, hitters, if you want to relinquish some of that. So yeah, we, uh, I, I stayed away from those two. Uh, <laughs> so he gave me a little tryout, so to speak. And then, uh, and that went well. So brought me on staff, which was good. <laughs> That's awesome. And then this year you managed state championship, buddy. Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. That was, that was, you know, there's so many things and, and there were so many, there's so many intimate and, and fun little details inside of there. Um, you know, the, the, or my, my nephew's was our starting catcher. Um, he did not play a defensive inning all year. He had shoulder issues actually just went in and, and uh, was supposed to have surgery that the doctor had told him it was a labrum issue. So just had surgery a couple of days ago. They got in there and found out there isn't a labrum issue, that there was a 
a Bennett's lesion that was in there, which is a calcification, which eventually causes a labrum issue. Um, but he was our starting catcher and he did not play a defensive inning all year. Our number two guy was down with all sorts of injuries pitching wise. Um, so we brought in, a, uh, you know, one of our guys who's been with us, but hadn't caught a varsity game yet. He stepped up and did a phenomenal job. Um, we had a lot of young guys that contributed. We had, um, you know, we had arms that contributed some guys that transferred in that were kind of, um, not valued at the, the public school they were at. And they came in, you know, one of them, uh, Nico Angrisani came in and, you know, hit about 400 for us, mm. um, which was great. We hit 382 as a team. So it was really pretty cool. It was a great year in that regard, but a lot of guys stepped up. So that's one of the reasons why the state championship was so special because it was kind of like picking a lock or, or when you turn a lock and the, all the tumblers have to fall into place. Well, that's what happened. And when, you know, it wasn't one or two guys that were stepping up and carrying us all year. It was like everybody up and down the lineup were con was contributing, which is really, really cool. You know, some guys that are going to go on and play in college, um, you know, my nephew, we have a, a Western Carolina commit. Uh, we have a big D2 guy with um, with UNC Pembroke. Nice. You know, he was a big bat for us all year. You know, and we have an Averett commit who actually uh, division three guy who really uh, hit the game winning double in the championship game. I mean, it wasn't just one person. It was everybody up and down the lineup just doing their jobs. And they really, really embraced that. It was super, super cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you think it's like, <clears throat> based on this last three years, did you see like this coming? Do you see like, is this a combination of a couple things? Like the way that the kind of culture has kind of changed in the past three years? Yeah, it's funny because our head coach, Pat Nichols, has been at Greenbrier for a long time. He's a longtime assistant. He was a player, caught triple uh, a with the nationals um you know when he finished he started coaching there and then he got the head coaching job um it, when i first started i wanted our kids one of the things i told our kids is you win at everything you win at going to get foul balls you beat the other team at getting foul balls and pat kind of pushed back at first and he looked at me he's like what are we doing why are we sprinting after foul balls why are we and why are we doing that and we started seeing the guys starting to get a little bit more competitive. So it was actually pretty cool when their guys on deck and there's a foul ball over on their side and our guys are sprinting over to get it. Our guys are starting to take pride in a lot of things. And not that they didn't have pride before, not that they weren't, you know, pumped up to be there, but they started seeing, well, gosh, if I can beat them and go get a foul ball. I can probably beat them in the game, even mm -hmm. if we're not as talented. So a lot of those things that we put in and, and, Pat and I started talking about it and Gary Lee, our, our pitching coach, you know, we started implementing all these things and they started to make a difference. So yeah, in 2019, I mean, we turned it around. We had a pretty good team. The real tragedy was last year because we were actually loaded. We were a better team overall uh, last year, in my opinion, than we were this year. Um, we had some higher end talent. Our shortstop ended up going to uh, William and Mary to play there. Um, we have a, a right fielder that go, went, went to a JUCO and he's really, really good. You know, we had a legitimate eight or nine guys who hit the ball out of the yard at any time. Mm. Um, and actually the, the division to the, the UNC Pembroke commit Ethan Ott last year, we played one game. He hit three jacks 
in, in one game and a double. I mean, he was four for four with like nine RBI wow. um, in, in just the very first game. So, you know, last year was, I think that you could see things starting to fall into place. And then we lost some of that talent, but guys like James McGrady, our shortstop that's going to Western Carolina, you know, he filled in, uh, he was our second baseman last year, came over to shortstop and the most, I, I think he made maybe three errors all year and was our closer. You know, we didn't really use him the year before pitching wise, mm -hmm. um, but he was touching 86. Yeah, I think he popped 89 once, Nice, um, but was 85, 86 quite a few times on the bump for us that really, really, you know, we could bring him in and shut somebody down, which was right. awesome. And that, that's what he did in the championship. I mean, he came in and, and he threw six innings of relief and was just a bulldog out there. But I think, you know, to answer your, your question in a long-winded way, yeah, we, we saw those pieces falling into place. And the great thing is now with what we have in-house, we can see it if we do our jobs and if our players do their jobs and we can stay healthy, we can see a long-term, you know, going back three to four years and having, you know, three and four years of the next four years of being able to go and compete for that state championship again. And that's really the tradition of Greenbrier Christian. Um, when we won this past year, that was our 14th state championship. Right. Gary Lavelle, a major league all-star was a major league all-star pitcher. Uh, was the head coach for a long time. So long-standing tradition, B.J. Upton was there. You know, we've we've had some really high-end guys uh, that have passed through there. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're super excited. I mean, still riding the high of winning. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. We we talked about a lot of the little things that, that went throughout the season, and it's just neat for every time. I just went out to a game because we didn't have practice, went to a game last night. Three of our kids were there. And they just looked at me and smiled and like, yep, we did it. We did that. You know, it's something that these guys are going to remember for a long, long time, which is cool. For sure. For sure. When was, um, when was the last time, when was the last time Green Bar did win? I think it was like five, six years ago. Oh, was it? Okay. I mean, it's, it's been a while. So I think they, they made it the, I think 2018 when I came was the first losing season in a long time or right before I came was the first losing season in a long time. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. That was a state semifinals. The year before that was was under 500. The year before that, I think they made it to the state finals. So it's been yeah six years maybe okay. since they won. I think they won before that in like 2016. Um, There's definitely a tradition because I'm just thinking you know, big tradition. Up. Yeah, yeah. Because like you know, one of the hardest things is to keep it up. You know, to keep absolutely. It up. You know, it's like somebody can have everybody can you know catch lighting in a bottle and have a good season, but it's a matter of just putting those seasons together. And you know, so what do you feel like the challenges will be moving forward? You know, since so many people stepped up this year, you know, I, I, I it was funny, right? As we got finished celebrating, we had the dog pile and stuff yeah. like that. I pulled all the young guys aside, all the freshmen, um, and I pulled them aside and I just said, hey, listen, it's your turn. You don't have the older guys. You know, they've taught you everything you need to know this year. Um, and the best part was they looked at me and smiled and they're like, coach, we got it. We got it. And then they said, hey, let's take a picture so we can remember this when it's our turn. So it was really, really cool um, to see them embrace that. You know, um, already got texts that, you know, guys are out at the field taking ground balls still and, and hitting and stuff like that. So, you know, being able to continue to develop talent and, and to continue to push that mentality of, yeah. of winning at everything, you know, whether it's, you know, we, we've even let it, 
encouraged it to pour over into the classroom. Who can have the best day? You know, who can be the, the best student? Who can be the, the nicest kid? Who can go and encourage the most people during the day? You know, for us, you know, trying to develop them on and off the field is hugely important. So we are getting them to now win in the classroom, which they're, they're good students. I mean, it's a private school. You're paying good money to go there. Um, your, your parents aren't going to let you go there and, and be off in the classroom. But right. we're trying to build. Um, oh, hold on. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, sorry about that. I got. I just got a call. That came in. Um, we're trying to build something bigger than just baseball. You know, we want to be. Um, we want our people to be excellent in everything they do. So they're carrying that win in everything, and I think that's going to be a challenge going forward because that encompasses a lot, right? That encompasses, um, you know, being great from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed. You know, and going to bed on time. I mean, all those little things in between. Um, so I, I think that you know, one of our biggest challenges is just going to be to keep that rolling. Now that we have that momentum of, of a state championship ring, um, everybody's shooting for us and it's, you know, everybody hears us talking about it. So, you know, we just got to go out and try to do it better than everybody else. Yeah. Cause I just think like, you know, people talk about creating a culture, you know, and starting it. There's not too much of like, here's how you maintain it. You know, here's how you continue to grow it. You know, I think it's, it's such a challenge of the consistency, you know, and to be able to do that and hit the reset button or not necessarily reset button is just continue to challenge. And like you said, you're now you're trying to compete in the classroom. You continue to try to make, make yourselves better. But yeah, I think it's something that's, you know, like it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. I mean, and, and we're going to lose, you know, you lose pieces of, right. of that. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned hitting the reset button and that's what we have to do. I mean, great. Let's celebrate. Let's enjoy a little bit, but time to get back to work, time to, to focus and find a new guy that's going to step up. You know, is it going to be a guy that's in line already, or is it going to be another guy? You know, is it going to be a guy maybe coming up from our JV team that didn't see the field on, on varsity this year? You know, we want, we want to find out who that is and who's going to step up and make the big play when they need to. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell our guys all the time, we don't need you to be great. We need you to do your job. We think our, we think our scheme and our system works pretty well. You know, we don't need somebody to go hit a five run Jack. We need you to, to get on base. If you're one of our, you know, you're one of our table setters, then it's your job to be a pest and get on base and, and, you know, read dirt balls and get good leads and draw throws and all of that stuff that matters so much but it doesn't show up in this, you know, it doesn't show up in the scorebook. We need that guy. We need the guy that's going to drive in runs. Um, all of that. It, it takes a lot of hard work and it's, it, it it's finding the guys who are going to put in that hard work and who are going to embrace exactly, you know, exactly what we ask them to do. Mm-hmm. So just a couple of things. Like I'm just going to, a couple things I want to unpack, man. Like um, what, so do, will you give, so just, I guess, for everyone, I guess just a little background, like you guys will have a fall wall season. Yes, we will. Right. As a program. And then will you make cuts in the fall? Do you do that? Are you basically have your team already set in the fall or do you wait till the spring? How does all that work? So Greenbrier is a very small school. Okay. The, I mean, the senior class was like 25 kids overall. Wow. 
So yeah, we don't, uh, they all play in the baseball team. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, yeah we, we, I think we have four seniors this year. We, you know, we, had, okay. we had some that, that decided they wanted to go in another direction. Um, and, and that was another part of, of the uniqueness of this season is one of the guys was probably going to be our starting center fielder. Another one's going to be probably be our starting second baseman. And they decided um, they want to enjoy the last part of their senior year. You know, they weren't going to college to play baseball. So they decided to do something else. Um, so for us, we really don't cut kids. Um, you know, we, we just don't have enough bodies out there to be able to do that. So, um, you know, we're, we're kind of creative sometimes uh, with JV. You know, we may have a kid who's on a varsity roster or who is kind of on our taxi squad, kind of goes between varsity and JV. Maybe he, cut, he dresses for varsity, but he plays for JV. Um, you know, we're, we, we practice all together. So we bring our varsity and our JV together so that we're all speaking the same language. They know our cutoff system. They know our communication on ground balls and fly balls. They know prior our priority system. Um, we typically do our, our individual defense and our team defense together, and then we'll split off hitting wise uh, just simply because my arm or, or one of the other coaches arms will probably fall off by throwing the, to 45 kids uh, in BP groups. But, um, you know, we typically don't have a lot of numbers. I think varsity this year, this is our, we typically keep around 18 on varsity. And JV this year was the first time, I mean, last year um, during COVID, I think we had like nine or 11 kids or something like that. Mm. Year before that, I think we had 12. You know, we actually had some of the younger guys that would have to go down with JV just simply simply so they had enough bodies. Mm. Um, but once they get to varsity, I mean, as long as they're the ones putting in the work and I, I, we haven't cut a guy since I've been here. Yeah. And I know, and I know, I know Greenberg doesn't want us to, um, but again, we don't get the big numbers. It's not like we got 30 guys trying out right. for varsity. Well, the reason why I'm asking too is, is thinking about like, you know, when you're having these conversations about doing your job and which is basically saying, here's your role. You know, and so like you are those conversations already starting to happen in the fall is what I'm saying, basically kind of getting at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having those conversations, talking about your role and, you know, how do you uh, guys kind of make that happen? You know, we talk to them a lot about where you are, you know, where you are and and matching up. You know, we we do have an end of the fall meeting um, where I send out a survey. We send out a survey that says, hey, you know, and what do you want your role to be? Where do you think your role is right now? You know how are you doing in that role and what do you need to do to get to where you want to be? You know, you want to be the start and shortstop. Cool. Well, tell me what you're doing to make that happen. Mm. You know, not just, you know, not just, you know, are you hitting in the fall? I mean, we obviously keep that data, but you know, you're not able to make the, you know, the the one, the one, uh, one handed lane play. What are you doing to get better at it? What are you doing to, to earn that? Um, you know, we have those discussions with them all the time to make sure that the proper expectations are set. You know, we do a lot of communication with the players, um, especially in the fall. You know, this this past year we had to get creative. We literally broke it up by grade. Um, this year we'll break it up a little bit more, probably based on, you know, where we're eyeballing kids for varsity or JV and things like that. And um, but no, we 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 make them compete during practice in order to make a certain roster. Um, even in the fall, you know, we're, we're constantly 
uh, constantly pushing that and that, that competition to, to get kids. I mean, we had some kids, we have a kid down on JVs, uh, just, just saw the other day. He's, you know, he's an eighth grader. Yeah. He's an eighth grader. Uh, was just hitting 83 mm. uh, on, in his bullpen or in his game that he played with his travel team. So, I mean, we've got some talent down there and, you know, that certainly would have helped us this year, but I, he's got to learn how to compete, uh, you know, the way we need him to. And he knows that. So, Sure. What kind of, th- let's get into a, a little bit of that. So what, what, what are you, what are some of the green bar ways of competing? Like what are the, what would you like to do? So, you know, I mean, I, again, working with my position group, the infielders, Yeah. you, you know, I, I've, I, I'm not a big flashy guy. I just want you making plays. So, you know, are you outworking the guys around you? You know, when you're getting your reps, are you dialed in? Are you, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily as concerned with, you know, making errors during reps and stuff like that, because I want them to push the envelope. I want them moving faster mm-hmm. um, because if I can figure out what their max speed is, then we can, you know, coach that or, or dial that back as needed. But, you know, our, our with our shortstops, for example, you know, are they, are they leading? Are they the ones that are being talkative? Are they the ones that are, you know, really, really focused on their reps? Are they teaching, you know, Hey, I saw you do this. I mean, I'm okay. I told our our young second baseman this year, I had him, I made sure he, he threw with our starting shortstop, who was a senior, you know, in their pregame throws uh, and, and, and getting loose or movement prep every day. Um, I had them specifically throw together because I knew they'd hold each other accountable. Um, he's a younger guy. He He's not afraid to talk a little bit and was, you know, if, if they weren't getting at it, getting after it the right way, they would let each other know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, sometimes it was friendly. Sometimes they did get after each other. It's, I mean, we, we talk about being a family all the time. So, um, you know, sometimes family members don't necessarily get along. Uh, they, they might get after each other a little bit and that's okay. Right. You know, as long as they're doing it the right way. Um, you know, and we chart, we do chart ground balls. I took that from, uh, from Chuck box and, um, you know, looking at defensive efficiencies and making sure, you know, if we have a guy who's not making the the on the run play because it's a throwing error, then we work on that. You know, we focus on that. So um, each player might have a little bit of a different developmental plan for that week or for that practice. But for the most part, you know, I, I, I need my middle guys. I need my, my infield guys to be playing with a little bit of pace, a little bit of energy. And if they're not, then, you know, it's that to me, that's not competing. That's, that's, there's something else going on. I got to figure out what it is and how we can get them back up to speed. But um, you know, that's some of the, those are just some of the things, I mean, uh, a small handful of things that we're looking at. Sure. Hmm. You know, and then I, I, I just, like I said, I love your perspective of these things and you've been doing it a long time. So I think you just, you, you give some great, <laughs> when nice I say a long time, I'm old, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you've got great experience, That's and, good. but it's good because you've seen such, and you, and I would just love to hear your perspective of trying to compete and putting that hat on and what you do and how you hold those expectations and how, what those are like in the summer, you know, when you do change hats, and you put your cane hat on, you put the C hat on, you know, and, yeah. it, and besides your gator hat, you know, like just love to hear your pers- perspective on there because I know you have your standards. You want guys to compete their tail off and do things the right way. 
Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I, I was thinking about that um, in, in reflecting after the state championship, you know, looking at just, all right, now transition over to the Kings. Well, to me, nothing's different. You know, I was very, very fortunate. Uh, some of the guys I played with, some of the, some of the coaches I played with, I mean, uh, or excuse me, played for Townie Townsend, who has really kind of started AAU baseball around here in this area, you know, started travel baseball uh, in this area, made it really popular. Matt Sinnon, um, he's a legend around here in, in the Virginia Beach area. Um, you know, when I went to school, um, you know, I played for Pat McMahon at, at ODU, who's a Hall mm. of Fame coach. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, the standard is the standard. That's what it takes. Um, you know, and I view my, my role with the Canes uh, in the same way, in the same light. You know, I, I think I've always coached our Canes kids hard. You know, it's not, oh, it's the summer. It's nice and easy. You know, uh, we're playing at a small high school field. Nobody's going to care. Who cares if, you know, you boot a ball or that's not right, man. That's not how you play the game. Um, you know, my coaches never allowed me to back off. Um, they, they instilled that in me, that, that passion and that fire and that drive to be great, no matter, you know, if somebody's watching or somebody's not watching. So, you know, my Canes kids, um, they know that the same expectations exist. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, again, we talk about family on the Canes. I mean, that's something that I've pushed and, uh, in every Canes team that I've coached, I've pushed it throughout our organization and, and we've embraced that. And, you know, people talk about how, you know, high school is different than, than summer. And we just don't believe so. I, I don't believe so. And I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's funny because I've had college coaches say, you know what, I wish more people coached kids hard during the summer like you do mm-hmm. and that's not that's not a reflection on me that's that's not me tooting my own horn it, it's the fact that I think a lot of coaches don't hold kids accountable they don't hold kids to that standard first of all they don't establish what that standard is but right. secondly they don't hold them to that so you know you see a kid hit a ball back to the pitcher and he dogs it um you can't really get mad at him if you didn't explain it to him beforehand and lay out what your expectations are. So my kids know that if they do that, then they're probably going to get pulled aside and they're going to hear it from me. Um, So to me, it doesn't matter, you know, which Jersey I'm wearing, whether it's a Greenberg Christian Academy Gators or, or whether it's a Canes Jersey, it, the, the standard is the standard. I mean, there, there's, there's one way to play the game. It's, it's all out. It's hard. And, you know, I, I just, that, that's the way I take it. Uh, you know, when we're out there during the summer. Love it. Love I love it. seeing you. I love seeing you, you, you nod your head because like you're almost getting ready to, I'm I mean, ready to is, jump right? off my chair. Like I'm going to like jump <laughs> off. I'm like, thank the Lord. Someone is saying this, you know, like accountability, you know, like, this is great. This is great. You know? And so I was like, I, I knew it. I knew it. Great. <laughs> I'm like, just let us know. Preach to us, coach. Preach right. to us, man. Like, that's what I want. That's exactly what we're, what it was about, you know? So, dude, that was great, man. But, uh, oh, it's good stuff, buddy. Um, how was it like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to, 
just, just again, I think you said you got just a good perspective on, on, on all of that, you know, with what you're doing at Greenbrier and you see the, you see high school and then you see the travel stuff and you see it at the highest levels, you know, you've been at the highest level here in high school and uh, you're seeing it in travel. So like when you talked about culture, you know, and what you've done with culture and, and kind of the things you learned at Greenbrier, you know, how is that, you know, and like you said, you've kind of came into every Kane's team you've coached and trying to create really that's culture, you know, with the standards mm-hmm. that you're setting. Right. And so like, you know, what are, what are the challenges there, man? Like when you have high school versus what the culture that you have when you're, it's almost every year, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to reestablish the boundaries, right? I mean, kids, whether they want to tell you or, you know, or want to say it or not, they, they need boundaries. They need to know what their operating instructions are. So they need to know what their marching orders are. They need to know what they can do to get to that next level. Now, you know, with Greenbrier, it could be a kid who's just going to college. Well, you know, not, and not playing baseball, no interest in playing baseball in college. Um, I still want him to wake up and win because he's got to get up for class. He's got to go to class. He's got to pay attention in class and he's got to do well. You know, when you get, with the Canes, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I work with some very high level kids there. Um, and, and they do have aspirations to play in college. They do want to, you know, they do want to go play pro ball and the winning is just, you just have to get that ingrained into their system of understanding that this is what it takes. You know, I have a couple of my kids and I'm coaching 14 U this year with the Canes and, 14 national, great kids. I mean, I have, I have a couple of these kids that send me videos all the time asking me my, you know, my input. And, and those kids are really have embraced all the things that we've said and they have, they're starting to have really high level and intelligent discussions. You know, those kids are getting it. Those kids are getting it at a very early age. And I'm just very fortunate that I can teach them stuff that I learned in college, you know, from a hall of famer. Uh, from a from a college baseball Hall of Fame coach, I'm able to impart that information and uh, onto them. I'm able to give them that information. They're able to implement it at 14 when I wasn't doing it at 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm I, I love that because it's able to speed up their progression. It's able to uh, it's enabling them to get better at an earlier age and hopefully put them in a spot where they can play pro baseball or, or go to college and, and contribute uh, earlier. So, you know, I, th- I think there's each year you do have to hit the reset button, but it's almost the same conversation. You're just finding different ways to say it, you know, and, and I think that's what separates good coaches is, is really how they, um, how they communicate things because I can say something one way and it may fall on deaf ears and I've got to find another way to, to go and connect with those that, didn't so for me i'm constantly trying to find better ways to say stuff so that it doesn't you know just go in one ear and out the other i'm trying to get it to really sink in you're writing on my notes man like you give me a lot of notes here rob i appreciate that (laughs) um so because and what i'm what i was thinking about there was because honestly like i think this is a great conversation because there's I mean, I had, I, I was at my son's little league game and the guy working the cassette stand said, Hey, I love Tom Marcus podcast. I'm like, man, like that's, that's awesome. Like, and he's an all-star, he's going to be the all-star team coach. This is great. So like Rob, like, and the reason I think it's great because 
youth league coaches, it's every year too. I think we get wrapped up in this travel ball, but like no, even like literally like it's every year, you know, you're just got to build this. But I think what you said, number one, set a standard, set a standard, you know, but then like you said, I think the number two thing, hard thing is hold the standard when he hits a ball back to the pitcher and he doesn't do what you want to do. What do we do then? Yeah. So young me, um, that happened <laughs> <laughs> young me that happened at UNC, uh, years and years ago. Um, Oh, I think you told me this story. I think you told me this story. This is a great story. Absolutely blew my player up. That was young me. That was awful. That was terrible. I was an awful coach for doing it, but I lit him up so, uh, so hard that coach Fox heard it in his booth, uh, in his, uh, suite. And I heard about it a little bit later. So, um, you know, the hardest thing to do is hold people accountable Yeah, because it's a difficult conversation. You know, um, it, it's not easy to tell a kid he's not meeting the standard. And, but the funny thing is almost every single time they know, they know that what they did was unacceptable. Um, had a kid this year that that happened to, and I, I made him do a couple of things. So he, he was embarrassed. I didn't embarrass him on the field. Like I, like old me would have, um, but I pulled him aside and we talked and I, the hardest thing for him to do was look me in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And I talked for a little while and I said, whoa, 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 whoa time out. You're going to look me in the eyes when I'm saying this, because And I saw the look in his eyes that, you know, oh, my gosh, I know I screwed up. I I know, you know, that's not what we do. And I only have to have that conversation typically once. Right. I mean, it's they remember those things and it becomes that. And to me, that's the most rewarding stuff, even though it's hard to do um, is because I know that's not going to happen to him again. I know that's not going to ever, 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 as long as he's playing baseball, probably even when he's done playing baseball and he has a job, you know, he will not mail it in. Um, and, and to me, that's, to me, that's super rewarding. Like Mm -hmm. to know that I, I have had that sort of impact on him. Um, and I made him say, you know, okay, here's what I did. Here's what I should have done. Here's what I'll do next time. And I take a, you know, I try to take all the things that I've learned in business and baseball over the years and bowl them up and kind of uh, present them to the kids. And, and it was, he came to me the next day and he looked at me and goes, it was because we had practice the next day. He didn't run it out during the game. Um, and uh, <laughs> he, he came to me next day during stretching and he goes, coach, I just want to tell you, I love you. Awesome. And those types of things make, everything worth it to me that's i mean that the kid's very talented he's gonna end up going to play somewhere um probably pretty big and uh that was his word to me the next day was hey coach i just want to tell you i love you Mm -hmm. after i just very gently the the new the newer rob uh had a had a difficult conversation with him i mean i i I, yeah it it was a tough conversation but you know he appreciated it it's that to me is rewarding. That's, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons why we had a successful year is because our coaching staff does that. Awesome. 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 
Love it, buddy. Love it, buddy. Um, speaking of like, you just talk about this guy, like, you know, he's going to go somewhere, you know, you've been around a lot of really talented guys. Um, just thinking in terms of recruiting and how you've seen recruiting change in the last, you know, 20 years or so. Um, and especially with your time with the Canes and as well as your time with high school, like how have you seen those kind of things change or maybe like maybe put to bed some things that you think you might've heard that you think are wrong or just what are your, you know, what are your thoughts here? It, that's, that's a great question because, you know, it's, it's changed a lot, especially, you know, dealing, I mean, obviously dealing with pandemic, it's, that's yeah. been crazy because coaches not able to get off campus and stuff like that. Um, you know, I talked to, you know, quite a few coaches because, you know, dealing with some, some pretty talented kids. And, you know, one of the things that hasn't changed is, is that the coaches want to see them, you know, certainly a recommendation goes a long way from people that they trust. Um, but at the end of the day, the coaches and, and rightfully so need to get eyeballs on kids. Um, now I think that's happening in a lot of different ways now. Um, and I think that the one thing that we're seeing is that the, the rise in the the value of college camps, you know, certainly prospects can't go to every single college, but you're seeing um, in, in the past couple of years and prior to, to the pandemic, um, you're seeing more kids offered from camps, mm-hmm. uh, at least, you know, that that I've seen, um, you know, and that's kind of left, uh, of, of late. That's been the final check mark, I guess, you know, they've seen them for X amount of at bats and, X amount of games and they want to get them on campus and, and, and certainly, uh, you know, see them for themselves as well as put them in front of the head coach and stuff like that. I get it. Um, but that's been one of the biggest ones. I, th- I think there's a lot more, I think there's a lot more coaches that think that they can influence that process more travel coaches and, and not necessarily high school coaches, but really travel coaches that think they can influence that process more. And, you know, I've, I've heard in, in talking to kids that are, you know, considering playing for, for our, our organization, you know, there are coaches out there that are saying, Hey, I'll get you recruited or I'll get you a visit or, or a scholarship from this, you know, university. Um, that is 100% false. Like I don't get kids recruited. I've, again, I've done this for a long time. Um, the player themselves gets themselves recruited Um, It is not the coaches that really do anything there other than if they have a good reputation to be able to give an honest assessment. Um, I think far too many parents and players are, I think they're, I saw a quote from Deion Sanders, which I thought was really, really good. There's too many people chasing scholarships. Mm -hmm. Stop chasing scholarships and start chasing greatness. And I thought I just sat there. I was like, wow, that's really, really good. And I think that's, I think that's something that's happened of late, at least in baseball, is that you have new new coaches that are coming in saying, oh, I can get you a scholarship. Right. Or I can get you talking to this guy or that guy. And yeah, they can, you know, you, you might be able to get them to have a conversation. But at the end of the day, as a player, you've still got to be really good. Like at the end of the day, you've got to play the game the right way. You've got to play hard. You've got to have talent. You've got to fit their scheme. You've got to do a lot of things really well. So you can talk to everybody you want, but at the end of the day, you've just got to be a good player. And I think, you know, I, I know travel ball gets a lot of, you know, a lot of black eyes, a lot of punches to the nose. Um, but a lot of those guys, you know, come and go and, and 
you know, guys like you, you know, stay in it and, and get in it and stay in it and, and do it for the right reasons. And those are the guys I think that, that have longevity in it and, and really truly end up helping the kids. Mm-hmm. I think you hit on the head too, is about, you can give an honest, reputable recommendation, you know, where it's also like, look, I'm not going to put my name online too, because you don't play the game the right way, or you don't, you don't hold the standard, you know, you do this coach, you know, I'm not going to put my name out there. My obligation is to tell the truth. Correct. I mean, honestly, so the biggest things I'm telling people, like, I'm just going to give you honest feedback and say like, here's where you are at. You might, you're not, you might not play shortstop here. You know, like, I'm just going to be able to give you that where you can say, Oh, now I'm going to figure it out. My junior, no, I'm going to help you figure it out now. Right. To be honest with you, like, I'd, I'd rather get, you figure it out now, right? right? There's, there's no disrespect. It's not my mouth. I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying you might not play a source top. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, I mean, that's kind of what we do, you know, at Green. That's what we do at Greenbrier as well. You know, we have a kid who's right. Come High school is always like the first first guy in line. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah well, we, we've got a kid who's, who's going to be good. Yeah. Um, he's really, really slow. I love him. Uh, I moved him to third base. I said, you're not allowed to figure, take ground balls at short. Why yeah. not? Because you're not going to play there for me. Mm. Until you get faster, until you can move better, you're not going to play there. So let's go put you in a place where you're going to be successful at mm-hmm. third base. And let's get you very good over there. Not saying you can't go work on your own. Um, you can improve that. But my assessment based off what I've done over you know the last several thousand years, it seems like, <laughs> it is – is try to put kids in spots to be successful. And I'm not going to push, you know, a kid to a top, you know, top five, top 10 school. If he doesn't have that talent, I'm, I'm not going to give him, you know, my opinion is going to be my opinion and it's going to be as, as honest and as brutal. And I wouldn't say something to the college coach that I wouldn't say to the kid and his parents. Mm -hmm. And then I probably haven't said to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to me, I've, I've just seen so many cycles of, of people, you know, thinking they can come in and, you know, be an influence in, in the game. And then, you know, within a couple of years from them, you know, making absurd claims and stuff like that, they're gone and, and they're doing something else, you know, could be in basketball or another sport, but I just, for me, I love the game and I feel the, the need and, and the burden to be able to, to try to leave it better than, than the way I found it. And that includes players that includes college coaches that includes pro scouts. Um, I, I just feel that burden to, to do that. So it, everybody's going to get my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. So Rob, Plus, I'm I just, old, I'm, I'm old. So it, it's, Rob, it's, Rob, like, it's just a lot of experience, Rob. Not only yeah. It's just a lot of experience. <laughs> so like, Dude, I just, I just got to think, you know, like, you know, you, you talk about all these, you talk about standards, right? You're talking standards a lot tonight. It's awesome. So my question is like, it just got me thinking. I just, I just, I was just thinking, mm-hmm. has this, has this always been Rob? Like has this always been coach Yance? Is it, is it, or is it just, was there a time that you just like, man, this is not working and you had to switch it? Um, yeah, it probably comes back to my playing days when I thought I was better than I, than I really was. Um, I, I had high standards. I mean, I, I've, I've been, you know, the, again, being very fortunate to play for really good coaches. I'll, I'll never forget this. So, so we, at 
Old Dominion, we were we were sponsored by Easton, and this will date me a little bit more. Um, we got the first batch of C core bats that came out. Oh, not Z core, but C core. No, I um, love it. It's like graphite it, in the middle. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they were great. So we were hitting yeah, uh, hitting in the cage early one day. I remember this very vividly. It was hitting Kevin Gibbs, who uh, who ended up playing with the Dodgers uh, and the Yankees organizations. And Gibby was a freshman All American. He was phenomenal. Great player. Awesome dude. Probably nicest dude you'll ever meet. So we're taking BP. Coach Mack comes walking by. Uh, he was just in the, one of the buildings and came walking by. He goes, hey, boys, how's it going? I'm like, hey, coach, you know, going great. And he said, uh, he goes, how do you guys like those bats? I was like, man, this thing's got a lot of pop. And Coach Mack looked me dead in my eyes and said, Yancey, you don't know what pop is. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I mean, it deflated me. And then he started <laughs> laughing. He goes, you know, I'm kidding. But being around those guys, like Matt, Coach Mack had standards. I mean, he had – it was ingrained in us. And, you know, if you didn't come to the field clean-shaven, uh, we had a rusty razor that sat in the locker room that you had to go shave with. I mean, those standards you know, for all my playing career existed. Um, how I presented them – now, to, to answer your point, has it changed over the years? How I presented them and how I – enforce them okay I, I guess is for lack of a better word how i yeah. uh how, how i handle those standards with the players has changed over the years um but those standards have always existed to me i mean i i just the guys that i've been around it's just this is how you play the game fair enough sounds good yeah it's just i think just the accountability piece of this like tugging a guy to the side rather than just showing him up on the field no oh, like yeah I, I was i was legendary for that i was awful what a bad coach just learning because honestly, you know, coming from that era, that's kind of what happened. I mean, I, again, people I was around, you know, Mark Newman um, recently passed away um, was the head coach at ODU. I was the bat boy when I was a kid and I was around him and oh, he would legendarily rip into people. That's mm -hmm. um, just how it was back then. Well, obviously it's things have changed and you either progress or you fall off the 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 map so to speak um so you know as as i learned a little bit more and came a little bit more mature and a father and all that good stuff you know i i had to, to handle things a little bit better come on you adapt yeah absolutely good coaches adapt you know for sure yeah oh great stuff buddy good stuff man so like um they're just thinking about some details man like getting some details like like things that you'd love to do with your infielders? Oh man. We, so it, we've started doing uh, in the past year, a lot more one-handed work. Okay. Um, and does, it, does that know, come from like the charting the balls? Like if you, did you see, did yes. you get to see that this year throughout, through you charting ground balls that you yes. rarely catch the two hander? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, once you start really looking at what the plays are um, you know, we were making significantly more plays one-handed and when I told our kids um, this uh, over the winter that we were going to do a lot more one-handed work after I charted everything in the fall, you know, they looked at me like I had three heads. It was actually, mm -hmm. it was hilarious. As I started explaining to them why, they started looking at things and like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. So, you know, we've done a lot of things like that. We've worked on, um, you know, even our third baseman working on being able to drop step more. Um, we yeah. were a little bit more aggressive in our angles. 
Um, but having a guy over there who's got a really good arm, you know, a lot more drop stepping, especially on balls right at us to get a little bit better of a read, um, you know, little things like that. We worked on um, a lot more double play, you know, footwork and feeds this year. Um, and we, we fielded a very high level. I think we were like a 950 team. Um, we did really well. Um, so it was, it was interesting to, to see how all of that, you know, how all of that ended up playing out through the year. Now we're going to adjust some things, you know, going forward. Um, and, and I think we'll, we'll continue to help us evolve and, and become better, you know, better defenders, but yeah, charting it really, really helped. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can tell you just, I mean, literally, so now I just, I just chart my son right now, just helping him mm-hmm. out, just looking at him right now. And it's even at 10 years old, majority of his plays are one-handed and majority of plays he's yeah. playing second base and a lot of them are to his left like yeah it's like there like and that's where they just it's, and it's funny you just see them um and just when it comes down to them like this is why but like so there's a question then because like you play you've coached some lower levels mm-hmm. and you know i just i help those you know the young guys out and it's just like and i always fight of like is it developmental that we just need to teach a kid to kind of play the ball you know like that's the template he's like mm-hmm. charge the ball you know like and the kids know that i'm like i'm like well whoa whoa whoa, whoa. like you just charged a rocket that if you just take <laughs> one step back you're gonna catch it right here like you right. just made that play 10 times harder so like i just you wonder you know when is it appropriate to teach a kid to drop step you know when is it appropriate to say it's okay that this hand's not alligator all the time right you know Right. Yeah. We, so one of the most fun years that I had was actually teaching or our coaching, um, you know, the youth leagues, the really, the young youth leagues. And I started out, you know, with a team and brought them up, you know, all the way through from, so we started out at Virginia Wesleyan, uh, back then it was Virginia Wesleyan college, but we just got my stepson at the time was, was eight years old. We went and got kids that were, uh, that were good kids and good parents and we formed a team and um, we started practicing out there. You know, once I think for me, once I started seeing my infielders could actually, we started working on reading hops. So they would have ground balls hit to them and we'd point out where the last hop would be. So once they started understanding, Hey, I want to get a big hop. I I remember teaching our kids a drop step at like 11. And Mm -hmm. and the reason I didn't teach it sooner is because they just didn't have the arm sometimes. You know, I think that's, that's one of the things that really um, will allow a kid to, to be able to do a drop step. Um, What we worked on more was still being aggressive going towards the ball, but controlling that aggression so that we got, we still got a good hop. Like we Mm -hmm. didn't run into a bad hop. Right. Um, you know, one of the things it's it's funny you say that because even this year we worked with our shortstop. He was closing his glove a little bit on on one handed plays, and it mm-hmm. would cause a bobble at times. So we just worked after charting it and seeing it. We would take a different angle and go watch him take ground balls and start seeing different things happen. Like he was he was fielding it like this, mm-hmm. like his his palm wasn't fully open and he wasn't going through it. It was he was fielding it and kind of snatching it out of his glove. So, you know, we taught him to, to, you know, when he goes through that, go through it the right way. We taught him how to, you know, drop step a little bit more because he's got a really good arm. So, I mean, I, I think once they show the footwork and once they show the, the, I guess just the general 
awareness to be able to get a good hop. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well now I got to teach them also how to get a good hop. Sometimes that's being very aggressive and going to get it. Other times it's maybe taking that drop step. To how to get the right hop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's just good, but yeah, it just, it's just, it's, it's fun just coaching those little guys, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's, it can be rewarding to They're just, and they, you know, they just want to, most of them just want to learn, you know, and some of them look at you with your in the headlights, like, what in earth yeah. are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, but that's all part of it. It's just all part of coaching where, like you said, you got to learn how to say it multiple ways to be able to kind of get it and be like, okay, why don't you just go take three and go get it that ball. And then this ball, like my son's very kind of technical and, mm-hmm. you know, like, so he gets it, like we do the lanes, one, two, three, like 33, but like we can, we can be technical yep. and he likes that. But like other guys in the same, like, no, like, okay. Yeah. You have other kids where it looks like you're speaking Chinese. To yeah. Them, right? So like, you just got to do it <laughs> multiple ways and, and this is that, and you, you repeat certain things and, but uh, it is, you know, but I, I find it, um, where if you can break it down with the younger guys and younger levels, cause that's what camp was always good about too. You know, camp, if you can break it down into camp, you know, and that's going to help you with the older guys when they, they can get it and you can, you know, I think instilling the fundamentals, but just the communication piece is really. Sure. Can really be enhanced. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. For sure, buddy. For sure, man. Oh man. Good. 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 Um, so, like, <clears throat> you touch base about infield. Dude, like, what's – I'm just thinking of, like, could you talk about charting? Like, I'd like you to put your other hat on now. Like, will you influence any kind of thing about charting a thing like that when it comes to the summer, when it comes to the cane stuff? Like, will you incorporate any kind of those kind of things to kind of say, hey, here's what – will you chart any of those things? Will you – kind of put any of those kind of developmental things in there like that with your guys? Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, so with the canes kind of similarly, I'm in, you know, I, I handle the hitters and I handle the infielders. Um, I'll have an offensive chart and I'll have my defensive efficiency chart. Um, and, and I discuss with the guys, you know, what that means, you know, from, from an infielder standpoint, um, you know, we do practice. So, um, you know, I will be charting that during practices. I've already, we've had several uh, this year where I've already been charting, you know, and I know, you know, who's better going to their left, who's better going to their right, who's better right at them, you know, who's, who's better, you know, one-handed, who's better in a four-step pattern, you know, things like that. I mean, I've, I've got a very good idea for my infielders already, you know, where that stands. So, um, you know, I'll do the same thing for the hitters, you know, for the hitters, I, 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 I chart who, who chases in the zone, who chases, you know, who, who attacks inside the zone, who chases out of the zone. You know, we look at, at squaring balls up, you know, I, I don't, I try not to get too technical with them. Um, I just want them squaring up and, and squaring up baseballs and being uh, productive in their outs. You know, we, we work a lot of situational stuff, not only at Greenbrier, but at, 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 uh, at the Canes. And, you know, we need to be very good at that. So, you know, we discuss that, all the time and BP, you know, I, I stay in the dugout um, because I talk to hitters. Um, so instead of coaching a base, I'm, I'm usually in the dugout, you know, we're going over tendencies with the pitcher. Um, we're going over, you know, stuff on base, you know, what to look for as far as steals go and in, in the running game. 
Um, we found that's just a good recipe for us with the canes. Uh, Dan Gitson's in there with me and, uh, we got, uh, you know, our, our coaches out there coaching the bases, but I, I typically stay in the dugout so I can review that stuff with them. Um, and same thing. I coached first base for Greenbrier this past year, but, um, I, I did a lot of the, you know, similar stuff. I had one of our pitchers keeping the charts on the offensive stuff. And I kept my base running notes and stuff like that. So we knew tendencies and stuff like that. But, um, you know, with the canes, it's, it's, yeah, we, we do the same stuff, man. It's, it's, it's really no different. Um, I think the signs are different. Oh, I, I know the signs are different because, uh, you know, Dan has a different set of signs, but the way that I run the offense and the way that I run, you know, I run the infielders is the exact same. Okay. The standards are standard. Yeah, it's that. I mean, and I know that sounds cliche and that sounds boring, but that's really it. I mean, it takes what it takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, but I, even the case is, you know, because I, I think kids coming from all different types of programs, some never will never possibly be even be introduced to something like that to even see, like, hey, that I don't even I didn't know that about my game, you know, or, or right. just, they're just in there maybe left alone because they're one of the better kids you know and maybe that people mm-hmm. aren't used to pushing them because some people have a hard time i remember butch talking about people just sometimes have a hard time coaching good players yeah it, you know? it's not easy it's it, not it really it is. certainly isn't you know it certainly isn't so i think you're doing a good service you know so keeping the standard you know well you know they i mean <clears throat> they come to us they they come play for us and and other teams because they expect to get better and, you know, I feel an obligation. I feel like I'd be doing them a disservice if I just kind of slapped little Johnny on the back and said, hey, go get them, you know, for 70 at bats or 80 at bats, whatever, however many hundred at bats a year and me not coach him through me, not coach him. I mean, me, oh, for me sure. not, you know, I, I just feel that we're doing the game a disservice. You know, you see a lot of the pro guys or ex pros are talking about how bad the game is now and, and things like that. And I, I just, I, I want to, I want the, these group of players to be the ones that change that opinion. I want these guys to be the ones that say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be productive in my at-bats. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to chase high enough, even though I know it's hard <laughs> at the major league level when the guys throw a hundred miles an hour up in the zone. You know, I want my guys to have a right, you know, the, the approach I want our, our guys to be able to drive, you know, drive fastballs in the zone. Um, this for some of the guys, it's the first time they've heard it. You know, we have some guys that are at IMG already and they hear this all the time, but again, I'm, we want them to, to compete to the standard. And if that's, you know, they want to go play college baseball, that's going to be the standard. Oh yeah. Yeah. You want to go to a good program. Well, you better be ready. Really be ready to get coached. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Just again, helping that transition. You know, like you Absolutely. said earlier about the progression, you know, to like where they can get to it earlier than what you did at 21. That's what we're trying to do here. You know, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I think also you're trying to do, like, that's for me, like, I'm just trying to bring value, you know, sure. like it's what it came down to. Like, I'm going to try to exceed my value to what you're expect, you know, whatever. And then not that I control, but that's just how, even for me, like you're going to get coached up hard, you know, cause I'm just trying to show you like, there's a lot of value for what you're, you're getting here. Right. Mm-hmm. absolutely agree 100 percent with that for sure buddy for sure man 
Dude, 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 great stuff. Um, love the swing decision stuff too, man. I know, like, cause like I know Chuck put that. Like you talk about, you talk about Chuck earlier, you know, and I yeah. think he put that on his. And uh, well, he that was one thing he shared out earlier, uh, earlier this year. I think during COVID was just they added that to that one his one um one offensive chart. He had a swing decision chart, which I thought was really good. I had talked to Swope about that, Matt Swope from Maryland, mm-hmm. and um, he got into like some swing decision stuff last year, well, or two years ago, and. I had touched base with him about that as well. Yeah, I think that's a major part of it. That just like, look, man, there's nothing we can do for your swing if you are going to swing at that pitch up, up. Like it's just you got to yeah. stop. You got to stop doing that. <laughs> you know, you got to. You got to do some balls out of the zone. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's just nothing we can do about it. You know, like you, we can. You, they may maybe train the eyes better, make sure you're seeing it. You know, like I've talked to guys about hard focus, soft focus. You know, like mm-hmm. then it's a matter of like, but at least once we can know that you're swinging at the right things, okay, then we're going to start that maybe dive into some other things yeah but yeah that could that should be number one man like it just it should be definitely top like are you swinging at things you should be you know and then we'll, we'll go from there that's kind of like the approach what you were kind of talking sure about well it, you know it's it's interesting even you know again in, in the summertime it's a little different because you know everybody comes from different backgrounds everybody yeah. comes from different coaching <clears throat> but you have several you know kids that we're, we're just talking about an approach and some of these kids have never heard anything about it you know, it's, it's like a mythical beast that they've, you know, oh, yeah, I heard somebody talk about approach. Great. What's yours? Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about your swing. You know, if you're going well, you know, where are you hitting the ball? If, you know, how are we get how do we get you out? And, you know, some kids look at you with, I have absolutely no idea what you just said. Yeah. So then we've got to make them a little bit more aware of that and help understand that and bring some, you know, bring some competence and some awareness to it. Um and other kids can tell you what their swing should look like. You know, we'll talk them through, okay, what does your load look like? Where do you want to be? How do you want to get through the baseball? So, you know, have being able to have those discussions is, is actually pretty cool. It's fun to me because it, it's kind of like you mentioned the reset button. Well, it's a reset button every year because I get new kids. Yeah. You know, during the summer, I have a whole new crop of kids. And the cool thing is, is if you have a good impact on them and, and again, they embrace the family part and they, they view you as somebody who has provided them with value. Um, you've helped them with their swing. You've helped them with their, you know, their mental uh, process. You stay in touch with them. You know, they, they're the kind that go on to pro ball and they're still texting you saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm changing my load from this to a wrist cock. You know, what do you think? Because here's why, and here's what I found. It, it's actually pretty cool. You know, you're, you're actually creating students for life and these kids are, are still relying on you, you know, now when their job is to play baseball, they're still calling you and texting you and sending you their swing going, Hey, what do you think? Um, so, you know, having that, again, having that conversation really early with them, you know, being at the 14 new age is, is pretty cool and, and having a new crop each year that comes through and I get to start all over and keep working with them is, is it's a lot of fun, man. Cool. Yeah, for sure, man. It's always nice to work with this, uh, just the committed kids, you know, kids right. are just fully committed. I mean, you, you wear your high school hat too. And, and like you said, and that's, what's part of it. Like we're still holding the standard because even though if you don't go to play baseball or not, like you, you need to go to class or you're going to go get a job, you mm-hmm. know, like whatever the case is, let's be, let's be better people here, you know? Yeah. And, um, but it is, it's, it's certainly nice to coach with people that, are sending you videos, trying to get better. They're fully committed with that. You know, it's definitely very valuable. You know, something. Yeah, guys, you guys, you know, are doing work when they're not, 
you know, yeah. when they're not under your nose. I mean, it's, yeah. that's, that's nice to know. Right? I remember just giving some honest feedback to some kids about speed. And then yeah. two days, two days later, I get them running Hills and I, you know, I'm like, that's zip, man. Like this is it. Yeah. Like, I'm all in. Like I'll help. I'll meet you 150%. You give me that. Like, I'll absolutely. All like, you're going to get everything and more of me, you know, yeah. with that kind of stuff, man. I love it. Yeah, but, I agree. But man, dude, we've been here over a little over an hour, Betty. Um, wow. Yeah, rocking it. It was quick. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I guess I just want to say, like, man, what, like, is there anything you want to send, like, things you just want to kind of put out there? Any kind of advice that you might have for players, coaches, anything you want to kind of leave us with? You know, I, I think at the end of the day, you need to be you. I mean, certainly, you're, you're as we mentioned, you're, you're going to be evolving. I'm definitely not a finished product. I'm, I'm reading, I'm, I'm going to conventions. I'm trying to learn. I'm talking to great baseball guys like you, you know, and, and just learn trying to find one or two things, every single conversation that I can learn. Um, something that I can put in my toolbox to make myself better. Um, and I would encourage everybody out there, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, you know, to be that, that constant learner, to be, um, looking to be better today. You know, everybody talks about being 1% better. That's everything, man. That's not just on the field, you know, figure out who you are, where you, you know, and that's one of the things I tell our kids all the time is that's the hardest thing is to, to really look in the mirror and, and have, give yourself an honest assessment of where you are. Um, I do it all the time. And sometimes it's a tough conversation with myself, but you know, I, I think that helps you if you have that perspective, if you have that, you know, that ability to look at yourself and, and figure out what you need to do better. You know, I just think that's to me, that's that's huge. And, and if you can do that as a player and as a coach, you're going to constantly be better and you're going to you're going to end up where you want to be. Awesome. I appreciate that, man. That was great stuff. Um Dude, anybody wants to talk more about you? I know you're very helpful and you just love to talk. How? What's the best way to get in touch with you, buddy? Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on all social media at Rob Younce. Um, You can email me. It's robyounce at gmail. Um, I'm all over social media. I'm, I, I, I try to stay out there because I learn so much from it. Yeah. So uh, please, you can content. slide into my DMs. You can yeah. at me. It don't open. matter, man. DMs are wide open love, you know, helping kids and, and, um, you know, just it's, it's what I, I, I feel like I should be doing is, is helping and, and helping people get better. So whatever I can do to help, man, please feel free to reach out. Coach Rob Yance, just killing it. Uh, just a great conversation, honestly, just really enjoy my time speaking with coach Yance and and uh, it was great to hear just about his standards. It was great to hear no matter what hat he puts on, those standards don't change. Uh, it speaks to just a good person in general. Standards are the standard. Um, we find those standards that we live our life, and we live our life accordingly. And you know, it's just a... Got a lot better tonight, and I just want to thank Coach Yons for that. I want to thank him for taking the time and, and uh, talking to us, getting us behind a curtain with Greenbrier and with Canes and what they do. 
and uh, they'll dig into a little bit of what he's about. And uh, love the talk hitting, love the talk with midfield, and man, boy, I can talk, I can talk those things all night long. And like we talk about after we're done, we could have sat on there for another hour or so. And but uh, it's been a real pleasure talking to him, and uh, just a couple of the great things that. Not sure if everybody caught, but just the things that really stuck out to me as I've taken my notes and is just, of course, he talked about his standards. I love how he talked about finding multiple ways of saying things to help different types of kids, you know, depending on what they need. Um, love the survey they do at the end of the fall to discuss what they think their role should be. You know, it really shows, like, just the maturity of a kid, you know, how realistic, how are they seeing themselves. Um, it's a good, it's real good. Just all those hard conversations holding kids accountable. I think he's got to throw that because they are holding having standards. So in order to have standards, you have to hold people to a standard. So you got to find ways of doing that. And then talk about that. And he was very real about that. Just that they're not easy conversations and he has changed the way he does hold them and enforce them. If you're not sharing ground balls like you talked about, it's it'd be, you'd be surprised what happens when you chart ground balls and what you see and then how it changes the way you practice and be more purposeful with it. Um, and then the swing decision chart, I think it's great. Um, just knowing what people are, I think that's it's a ways of getting, again, getting into what really matters. Um, but People still, a lot of times just swinging bad pitches. Mike Trout's really good because he just swings at good pitches. Not just just because. Not just because. But he's really good because he also swings at what he's supposed to hit. And he doesn't swing at what he's not supposed to hit. It's a lot of the, the trade of a really good hitter. So, um, but, and at the end of the day, his, like his last advice, love it. Not a finished product. He's a constant learner. Doesn't have it all figured out. He's a guy that will learn and willing to share everything he that he's gone through. It's great. So again, follow me at, at Rob Yance, R O B Y O U N C E. DMs are open. Great follow, as well as an email at robyance at gmail.com. R O B Y O U N C E. Rob, man, buddy, thanks a lot. Appreciate the time, and all you guys. Thanks for joining us here, sticking with us here at the end. Continue sharing the podcast. Give us feedback. Let us know if there's anybody that you feel is helping grow the game, is helping people on and off the field, and using this game to influence in a positive way. So until next time, keep getting better.